Hello, and welcome to Your Daily Homily, a ministry of St. Philip the Apostle Parish in Pasadena, California. For more information on today's readings and homilist, please view the show notes below. And now, Your Daily Homily. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to the Jewish crowds, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. I am the bread that that I will give, and the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Jews quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to him, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, and I have life because of the Father, so also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Unless your ancestors ate and still died, whoever eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. When I was nine, I got my first bicycle. A Schwinn green bicycle. Three speeds. Three speeds with a banana seat. Chopper. Uh... handlebars and it was so cool and even more than that do do you know what I found out I my grandmother lived about four miles away and she had the greatest the most awesome the most special cookies in the world so we would go and visit our grandmother, and my favorite, oatmeal raisin. And then with a couple chocolate chips. So I'm very fortunate that I did not weigh 722 pounds, but boy, were they good. One day we rode over to my grandmother's house and she didn't have any cookies. And I guess it must have shown in our face. Granny, we've never been here and you didn't have cookies. And I just will never forget her looking at me and, say, and saying, well, are you coming to visit me because of the cookies or because you love your grandmother. Whoa. It made an incredible impression on me. And from then on, I never asked for another cookie. Now, she did bring out the cookies, okay? 
But it really hit me so many times in my own spiritual life when there is dryness. And I think we've all experienced dryness. I ask myself, why am I here? Am I here for consolation? The cookies, right? Am I here just for my own feelings? Or am I here to say, Jesus, I love you. I choose you. You are my, number one, you are my friend, and I depend on you. And I choose not to live without you. I choose never to live without you. In the 12th century, there was a moment in church history where the Eucharist seemed to come under, it did not have as much value. There was a crisis, and some of the priests began to doubt if the Eucharist was real. Because, frankly, this is pretty radical stuff, what Jesus says. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will not have life within me. You will not have life. And if you want to have eternal salvation, you need the Eucharist. And we're going, whoa. And so... There be, they began having these doubts. Is the Eucharist symbolic, or is it really Jesus? Now, it's fascinating because if you go to Rome in the Catechism, do you know one of the earliest and most prevalent Christian images? You know what it is? It's the pelican. Did you know that the pelican was one of the greatest Christian images and that in the burial places of Christians, they would draw a pelican? Do you know why? Because the pelican, when there was drought and they couldn't find food and they had their little ones and the little ones began to die because of lack of food, the mother would go and peck on her own chest so hard that it would begin to bleed. And then she would give the blood, her own blood, to her children so that they would have life. And they would do this as long as necessary. And even some of these pelicans would die so as to give life to their children. What an image. What a powerful Christian image of what the Eucharist is. Jesus Christ who says, you, I love you so much. I want to be connected. I want to be one with you so much that I'm willing to give of who I am, and I want to give that to you so that will transform you into me. And so, in the 1200s, there are three huge mir Eucharistic miracles, Lanciano and Orviedo, and, 
in Italy where the priest at consecration is holding up the host and the host turns into flesh. Huge, if you go to Lanciano, Orvieto, and all these places, you'll see these paintings and you can see the purifiers which still has the blood and from this moment on the church began to do the feast of Corpus Christi and the entire liturgy of Corpus Christi was written by St. Thomas Aquinas there was a competition. You had St. Bonaventure. You had four or five of the top theologians. And it said that when Bonaventure saw what Thomas Aquinas had written, he said he ripped up his own stuff and he said, no, 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 this is it. <laughs> this goes to the essence of the feast of Corpus Christi. This is it. And so they begin to have more and more, number one, adoration. Beginning in the 1200s, adoration of the Blessed Sacrament becomes popular. And for adoration of the Blessed Sacrament, there are three things that the church began to say we need to do. Number one, we need to recognize God as God and go to him even though we feel nothing. Cookies. <laughs> right? And there's a mystery there. There is a mystery. Because so many times we can go in front of the Blessed Sacrament and not feel warm and fuzzy and all the rest, right? And then leave and have the best day of our lives. Because something happens. We are transformed even though we don't feel it. St. John of the Cross says that the presence of our Lord is so strong that at times it numbs our heart because it would be overwhelming if we truly felt a God who is love and is everything that we need. So we should not worry about if we feel consolation, which at times we do, or if we don't. But it's transformative. And so we need to go there for him to thank him, to love him, to give him glory, and to not forget all of the gifts that he has given us. Second thing we need to do, we need to go to him with all of our needs and prayers. Asking him for whatever we need because he is Lord, he is God, he is everything. And the third thing we need to do when we go to the Blessed Sacrament is to pray for the world. A world that more and more hates God, rejects God. And we are going to the source of life and love. And we adore and we Beg with all of our hearts. Thank you for joining us at your daily homily. For information on St. Philip the Apostle Parish or to support this ministry, 
please click on the links provided. Until our next time together, be safe and God bless.